Jesus House in Pursuit of God Discovering Purpose Maximizing Potential Impacting Lives This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London God bless you Lord, your presence is all that matters to us, O God. We give you praise, we give you glory. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We worship you. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Well, welcome again to the eighth day of this our 40-day pursuit of God, this our 40-day f- period, this 40-day period we've set aside for fasting and praying. I wanted to encourage you on this journey. Um, if there's one of the scriptures that encourages me with regards to prayer, it's taken from James, the fifth chapter. Uh, the King James Version would say the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Um, And I love the way the different translations say the same thing. Um, the, The New Living Translation would say it this way. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. And I wanted to just read one or two other versions for you, um, just to encourage you that your praying is not in vain. If there's one thing the enemy wants to do, it is to stop you from praying. One translation, the message says, the prayer of a, right, the, the prayer of a person living right with God is something powerful to be reckoned with. And one more translation to encourage you that your prayers are not in vain. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. The Amplified Classic. And what are all these translations saying? They are saying when a saint, a believer, a child of God, a Christian prays, something always happens. And that should be very encouraging to you, that when you pray, something happens. Something is changing, something is shifting, something is moving, something is being realigned. And all this working out God's plans and God's purposes. That's why when the church is praying, the church is marching on. When the church stops praying, then the church is actually a church that is in retreat. So I wanted to encourage you that don't think any minute of your prayer is wasted. Every prayer that you're saying, Because you are righteous, there are conditions to be fulfilled. You are righteous. And you're not righteous by your own works. You're righteous 
because of what Christ has done. It's an imputed righteousness. We receive that righteousness by virtue of the finished work of Calvary. And even when we've gone astray, he, His blood continues to cleanse us. We have a way that has been made for us to come back and be right again with God. And, and once we fulfill the condition of righteousness, the other condition we must fulfill is that the prayer must be what the, old, the King James Version calls fervent. I think a more modern word for that would be earnest, heartfelt. Um, it, it, it must be earnest praying, um, sincere praying, not just going through motions, but where our heart is in the prayer. And the guarantee from the Bible is that when we pray in that way, there are results. The challenge that you and I face, and that's why I thought to encourage someone on day eight, is that we're praying, but we're not immediately seeing the results in a number of cases. And so that can wear you out. It can, it can, it can cause you to lose heart, especially in, in the prayer. But I wanted to encourage you and say to you that every prayer you say is achieving something. The Bible says it's dynamic in its power. Amen? And then the Bible goes on to do what, what I consider one of the most encouraging things for someone who prays or who wants to pray. It now uses the example of Elijah. Right after saying to you, don't lose heart, your prayer is working out something. It says, like Elijah. So like Elijah... Or Elijah was like us, as the Bible says. He was someone who had our nature. This translation, the Amplified Classic, says, Elijah was a human being with a nature such as we have, with feelings, affections, and a constitution like ours. And he prayed earnestly for it not to rain. And no rain fell on the earth for three years and six months. And then he prayed again, and the heavens supplied rain and the land produces crop as usual. So please be encouraged on this journey that your prayers are, are doing some amazing things. It's just that we can't see the results immediately. We will see some of them immediately. But some of them, we don't see the results immediately. But trust me, trust the Word of God even better than trusting me. Your prayers are doing things. Amazing things are taking place uh, in that realm and we will see the answers. Things are even happening in this realm that are beyond where your eyes can see. Amen and amen. So with that, let's press into prayer and just trust God to help us. The Bible says that in our weakness, the Spirit of God helps us. Sometimes we don't know what to pray as we ought, but the Spirit helps us uh, as it gives us utterance. Uh, with groanings which cannot be uttered. So let's just ask for the Spirit to help us as we enter the second week um, of this 40-day pursuit of God. Sweet Holy Spirit, I ask that you come and strengthen us. Strengthen my brothers and sisters, O oh God. If someone was flagging Holy Spirit, come and strengthen her or strengthen him, Heavenly Father. We acknowledge that we can't do it on our own, almighty and everlasting God. And so we rely totally on you, Holy Spirit. We ask that you will come, Holy Spirit. Come and strengthen us. Father, we just thank you, God, for strength from your, your spirit, grace from your spirit. 
we bless you, O God. Holy Spirit, we open up ourselves to you to say, come and strengthen us. Strengthen us, Spirit of the living God. Oh, we bless you. Mandele Brosundarianda Broko Torobo, Ali Brande Keki Mundorobo, come and strengthen us, O Bazingele Broko Rayeke, Andolobo Sotula Yeke Keriende, Mandorobo Jaka Karianda Broko Torobo, O we bless your holy name, O God, Mandolo Broko Rayeke. Father, we thank you, Lord, we bless you. We bless you, O God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. The whole of today, especially in the last hour or so, um, I've had a strong impression on my spirit that we must spend some more time praying for the prodigals to come back. I sense that we are going to get a wave of prodigals. And who are the prodigals? The prodigals are people who were born in the house. They were born in the faith. Uh, they, they, they have spent time uh, in the family of God. But for one reason or another, they have gone away from the house. Uh, and it's not a physical house. It's the house of God. And it's not a church. It's the person of God, the house of God, the, the, the relationship with God. And, and I want to take you back to that story um, in Luke, the 15th chapter. And I'm going to read that story to you because we're going to really cry out for the prodigals to come back. And if you don't know anyone who belongs to that category, just imagine the, the pain of God that someone who previously had been in his house, his, had been you know, there as a child of his, has turned his or her back on him. Then imagine the pain of those who know such people naturally, maybe a mother or a father, who has to live with the fact that a child or, or maybe someone's sibling, maybe a father who might have even brought you into the faith has turned his back on God. And so we want to pray. Um, some translations call it the parable of the lost son. But I say they are not lost because they are coming back. Amen. Luke 15, verse 11. A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in that land, and he began to be in want. You know what we want to pray, first of all? Um, we want to pray that whatever is keeping them away, there will be a famine concerning that thing. Yeah? Um, when there's a famine, you can't get the, the, the sustenance that you would get naturally. So whatever is keeping them away, we're going to dry it up tonight in prayer. Amen? That there will be a famine in whatever is keeping them away. 
it will dry up uh, that somebody will wake up and will no longer like the taste of it the smell of it the touch of it uh, uh, hallelujah and then then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country and he sent him into the into his fields to feed swine that's what the enemy does you know he makes the child of god live with swine or live like a pig to do things that are dirty to a holy god and he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate and no one gave him anything but when he came to himself and that's our second prayer point that firstly, there will be a famine. Everything will dry up. What, you, what, what is exciting out there, what took them away, will all dry up. Amen? And then our second prayer point for them will be, if there were wounds that were caused, wounds that, that they experienced as a result of encounters, and some of them, the church is responsible for having driven them away. Because the church came at them with religion and tradition. And instead of embracing and loving, the church judged and condemned and rejected. And a lot of them are carrying wounds. And some of them are carrying wounds from loved ones. They are wounded because parents wounded them. Uh, friends in church wounded them. They were, they were let down. And so we want to say, Lord, let the wounds be healed. You can do an operation in their hearts and the wounds are healed. Touch their hearts and do a, do a work. And if, if anyone needs to reach out, maybe a friend to apologize, let the Spirit move people to do so. Amen? And then the third prayer is that they must come to themselves and, and then start the journey back home. Will you join me in that prayer? Father, we just want to thank you, God. Father, we, you, you know every prodigal, Heavenly Father. You know them, O oh God. Every one of them, Father, is numbered in your kingdom. Their names are written on the palm of your hands. And we feel your heart even at this point in time, Heavenly Father. We ask, O oh God, that you will grant us the privilege, O oh God, of standing in the gap, O oh God, as we intercede, O oh God, for these children of yours that you love, Heavenly Father. Father, we ask, O oh God, that you will grant us utterance in our prayer, that our words will not be the words of men and women, but they will be the words of God, Heavenly Father, our Heavenly Father. And so, Father, we declare, O oh God, in prayer, that, Father, anything, O oh God, that is a distraction, that lured them away from the house, that has brought, that has caused them to lost these things they are lost in after, oh God. We are asking, Heavenly Father, that supernaturally, oh God, those things will dry up, Heavenly Father. We are asking, oh God, that there is a famine in those things, oh God. We are asking, Heavenly Father, that those things will no longer bring the pleasure that they bring, oh God. We are asking, Almighty and everlasting God, that by your Spirit, oh God, you will make those things unattractive, Heavenly Father. That those things will dry up, whatever those things are, oh God. Father, it could be things like drugs or alcohol, oh God, or, or wrong company, Heavenly Father. It could be other things, oh God, that have turned them away, oh God. Father, it could be that they have been given wrong advice, oh God, 
We don't know what it is, oh God, that is keeping them away. But Father, we lift our voice, oh God, and we say it must dry up, oh God. We command a famine, Heavenly Father, oh God. We declare, oh God, that those things, oh God, those, the prodigals who you love, oh God, and we love them, oh God, will no longer find those things attractive. We say in the name of Jesus, oh God, Father, we speak by your Spirit and we command those things to dry up, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We command them to dry up that these prodigals, these, these children you love, might come back home, Heavenly Father. Come back into your embrace, oh God. Oh God of mercy, Lord of mercy, we command, oh God, that those things dry up, Heavenly Father. And Father, we begin to pray, oh God, that you will do a, a, a surgery, an operation in their hearts, oh God, that you will heal the wounds supernaturally, oh God, the wounds of rejection, oh God. Father, you will heal the wounds, oh God, the wounds, oh God, Father, where even their loved ones, oh God, have unwittingly caused the wounds. You, we ask that you will heal those wounds in their hearts, oh God. Father, you are in charge of circumstances, O oh God. Father, arrange, O oh God, for circumstances, phone calls to be made, O oh God, letters to be written, O oh God, Father. People, O oh God, to meet, O oh God, Father, where people can say they were sorry, O oh God. Father, where, where, where relationships can be healed, O oh God. Father, you heal relationships, O oh God. We lift our voice, O oh God, and we say, Spirit of the living God, we are dependent on you. That wounds be healed, O oh God. Father, we thank you, O oh God. Now, thirdly, we want to pray for them to come to themselves. Go on, let's pray that they will come to themselves. That, that phrase is so powerful. It means that someone wakes up and says, but, but why am I here? And they've come to themselves because they've been delivered by God. We want to ask that God will do such a deliverance. They'll be asking themselves, exactly like that son asked himself, what am I doing living here with these pigs? Why am I here with, with this company? Why am I here oh God, taking these drugs or alcohol or whatever it is that has taken them away? Why am I here when I have people who love me? God, will we lift up our voices and say they will come to themselves? Lord, they will come to themselves. Lord, in the name of Jesus, let there be a coming to themselves, O God. Maheshte, malebro sunda lakashto, lebrende kiando robojaka, mando robokura yeke keriende kiashto, erebazende le montula yeke keriende. Father, let them come to themselves, O God. Baribo korobojaka, mando robojaka karianda, borobojokula yeke keriende bazere basoro bazere basoro bazere ba. Oh God, they come to themselves, O God. All over the nation, O God. All over the nations, O God. Father, some families will rejoice, O God. Some communities will rejoice. Some churches will rejoice, O God. Some friends will rejoice, O God. Because Father, they are coming to themselves, O God. In the name of Jesus. And the third prayer we take out of verse 20. And I want us to pray this with all our hearts. Because for this to happen, the Spirit of God must go into action. The Bible says concerning this son, and he arose and came to his father. So we're not asking them to come to natural fathers, 
natural mothers, natural friends. Uh, that's a byproduct. But we're saying, Lord, by your spirit, let them arise and come back to their father in the name of Jesus. Go on, let's lift our voices. Mahashte, Lebron, Dokuya, Yaya, Boseke. Father, let them arise and come back to you, O God. Come back to you, O God. Father, we feel your heart for them, O God. Father, let them not even be able to explain why they are turning around, but because your spirit has gone into action. Holy Spirit, we are dependent on you that you will arrest, 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 arrest wherever they are. Even now, Holy Spirit of the living God, let someone turn around and come back to, to, to the Father. Come back to the loving embrace of the Father. Oh, we bless you. Oh, God of mercy, Father, do it. Oh, God, Father, we cry out. Oh, God, Father, let the prodigals come back. Oh, God. Oh, God of mercy. Mandele brokura yeke keriende, mando robo shaka karianda, mando robo shokula yekeke, mando robo shaka karianda, mando robo shaka kariarabas, mando robo shoko korobo shaka, orebo zekeriende brokosto, mandele kekiando robo shaka, mando robo kura yeke keriende, mandele braka kureanda kokorobo shete. Oh God, Father, we thank you, O oh God. Father, we thank you, Holy Spirit. Let, do, do what only you can do, Spirit of the living God, that he might arise, that she might arise. We declare that the shackles that held them down are broken. The chains that held them down are broken in the name of Jesus Christ. We declare that freedom has come their way in the name of Jesus Every chain and every shackle that held them down is destroyed. Whatever was attractive is, has become dry by the famine that we release in the name of Jesus. We say, come back to your father in the name of Jesus. Come back to your father in the name of Jesus. And if you have a name, why don't you call that name and say, come back to your heavenly father. Come back to your heavenly father. Come back to your heavenly Father. Makarebo jokura ye keke, mando robo jokura ye, mando robo jokura ye. Oh God, we thank you, we bless you. And how can we? How can we? How can we not love God? Look at the picture the Bible paints of God. It says, but when the sun was uh, was still a great way off, his father saw him, and had compassion. God, we thank you for, for your compassion. And ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And a work had been done in the son's heart. So he repented. And repentance is not a religious word. It means that he turned away from, from something. He committed to changing his ways. It says about the son, and the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. He, he had sinned, he said. I've, I've, I've done wrong. Father, we pray for a spirit of repentance 
to come upon every prodigal, O oh God. Every one of them, Heavenly Father, these beloved children of yours, we thank you, Heavenly Father. And then it gets better. The Father said to his servants, Bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hands and sandals on his feet. And bring the fatted calf here and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead. And is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Let's, let's sing that song, choir, choir, choir. Stay with me, stay with me. sing that song when it talks about the reckless love of God it's not talking about a negligent careless love it's not talking about a love that is not thought out when it talks uses the word reckless it's talking about a love that does not care what price it pays in the same way, you can talk about reckless spending, which means I don't care what it costs, I'm ready to buy it. That's what, that's what God, the Trinity said concerning these prodigals. You and I as well, but we're singing this as we worship God for what he's done to bring these prodigals back home. And we just use the term prodigals to, to describe how they turned away from God. But in the same way the prodigal son came back, they are coming back. And we're saying, God, we celebrate you for when you were told the price that it would cost, the ransom. And you were told the ransom so that you could say that was too costly. But Lord Jesus, you said, if it is my life that is the price, then I pay the price with my life. And so we declare this song over those prodigals to say, you have been ransomed by the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and you have to come back home to your Father. Let's sing that song. There's no shadow you will light up. There's no shadow you will light up. The mountain you will climb up. Coming after me. He's coming after them, yes. No lie you will take down. No lie you will tear down. Coming after He's coming after them. Coming up. No shadow. No shadow you will light up. No mountain you will climb up. You are coming up. You keep on looking out. 
You know, I want us to sing that, that concerning them. It's true about us, but we're standing the gap for them. So we're saying, and may they hear this song in their spirit, that there's no mountain he won't climb coming after you. May the song haunt someone tonight until that person says, I'm going back. So let's sing it and declare it over their lives. Coming after the you. Father is coming after you. Yes, right Lord. Now. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 If you have the Passion Translation of the Bible, if you turn to Psalms 102 verse 13. Psalms 102 verse 13. Father, we bless you. The Bible says, um, that translation, I know you are about to arise and show your tender love to Zion. Now is the time, Lord, for your compassion and mercy to be poured out. The appointed time has come for your prophetic promises to be fulfilled. The appointed time has come for God's prophetic promises. Certainly the promises for this season, this time to be fulfilled in your life, in your family, in the church, and in the nations. And so will you join with me and declare that scripture over your life? You want to start by declaring that, God, I know you are arising now. I know that you are, you are about to show a new dimension of your tender love to me. Now is the time, Lord, according to your word, for your compassion and mercy to be poured out on me. The appointed time has come for your prophetic promises that you have made over my life to be fulfilled. We receive the things of God by faith. And if someone can stretch their faith and, and believe that this word is a word for them, then you can declare that over your life, that now is the time, Lord, to your glory for the prophetic promises over my life to be fulfilled. I want someone to lift their voice and declare that that prophetic promise has been hanging over my life for too long. Now is the time, Lord, out of your mercy and your compassion for that prophetic promise to be fulfilled. To your glory, Heavenly Father, go and lift your voice for yourself. Father, we just thank you, God, 
Father, this is the season. This is the time, O oh God, for those prophetic promises over my life, O oh God, over our lives to be fulfilled, O oh God. And Father, it is not, O oh God, for anything but for your glory, Heavenly Father. We declare, O oh God, that the cloud of prophetic promises, O oh God, that is over the lives of your children, Heavenly Father, Things they have written in books that have been said to them that they have received in their quiet time with you, O oh God. Father, this is the season, O oh God, for the prophetic promises that are destined for this season, O oh God, to be fulfilled. And Heavenly Father, we ask, O oh God, that there will be a bursting of the cloud, the prophetic cloud over each life, O oh God. That the prophetic rain might fall on each life, O oh God. That the prophetic promises might be fulfilled. And Lord, it is all to glorify your name, O oh God. And Father, you have made prophetic promises to families, O oh God. Heavenly Father, we declare, O oh God, that this is the time, O oh God, for those promises to be fulfilled in the name of Jesus. Maleste, keriende brokuna nikande. O God, we bless you. Maleste, kiandoroboshto. O God, over families, O God. And now we move to the church. Oh God of mercy. For your church, oh God. Oh God. Father, so many prophetic promises, oh God. For your church in this nation, oh God. Father, things that have been spoken by prophets, recognized prophets, oh God. Things that have been spoken, oh God, in so many churches, oh God, about this time and this season. Ah, Father, we ask, oh God, that that prophetic cloud, oh God, will burst over your church, burst over your church, burst over your church, oh God. We declare that now is the time, now is the time, oh God. And Father, we speak, oh God, over the nations, oh God of mercy, over the nations, oh God. We speak over the nations, oh God. Father, your prophetic promises, oh God, Father, that nations, oh God, Father, might redeem, oh God, their redemptive purposes, oh God. That the prophetic promises for this season, oh God, the enemy will not be able to stop them from coming to pass in the name of Jesus. We lift our voice, oh God, our voices, oh God, and we say, Now is the time, and now is the time, oh God, over the nations. Now is the time, oh God. Mahe yala losto. Bazenke lebreti kande lebrosukaye. Mande sika dushta le monkorobo. Harebo kokorobo jaka. Ande lebrende kiando robo jokulaye. Alibra sekeke ye mandalianda. Oh, we bless you, oh God. Now is the time, oh God, over the nations. Holy Spirit, move in the nations. Move in the nations, oh God. Move in the nations, O oh God. Move in the nations, Spirit of the living God. Let the prophetic cloud, O oh God, that is heavy with the rain of prophecies break over lives, over families, over your church, O oh God, and over the nations. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We bless you, O oh God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Oh, we bless you, O oh God. Malistic. Borumba, Karianda, Brokozokulaye. Oh, we bless you, O oh God. Mahastelebo. Turn in your Bibles to Ecclesiastes, the ninth chapter and the 11th verse. Father, we thank you, O God. <laughs> we thank you. We bless you. We bless you. Ecclesiastes, the ninth chapter, the book of Ecclesiastes, the ninth chapter, the 11th verse. This is Solomon writing. And you know, when Solomon writes like this, you just got to listen to him. Because he's not just talking from, he's talking from experience. He says, I returned and saw another son. 
that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding, nor favor to men of skill, but time and chance happen to them all. And the New Living Translation puts it in more simple English to help our understanding. Solomon says, I have observed something else under the sun. The fastest runner doesn't always win the race. And the strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. The wise sometimes go hungry and the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. And those who are educated don't always lead successful lives. He says, it's all decided by chance, by being in the right place at the right time. Ah, God. I want you to pray for yourself. Because you know better than Solomon knew that behind it all, there's a God who orders time and chance. I want you to pray for yourself that God, whatever you have to do, whatever the heavens have to do, help me so that for your glory, time and chance favors me. Can you lift your voice and just declare that over your life? It's a matter of time and chance. Like that translation said, it's a matter of being in the right place at the right time. And you must declare to God that it is for His glory. It is for His purposes. It is not so that we can just consume whatever comes our way or take advantage of it for ourselves. We're saying, God, may time and chance favor me so that I can fulfill your plans and purposes in my life. May time and chance favor me so that you can use me to advance your kingdom. May time and chance favor me so that I can be a blessing to others. I release myself to your spirit to control my footsteps, to order my steps so that time and chance will favor me. Father, open the right doors, oh God. Close the wrong doors, Heavenly Father. Cause me, oh God, to flow with the timing of heaven. Let me be where I should be. And the helpers of my destiny along the journey, bring them my way. And Father, it is all for your glory, your glory, your glory, your glory. Will you pray that, lift up your voice, and trust yourself to the Spirit of God. Let Him take control. Let the God who orders time and chance cause it to favor you. And believe by faith that it will come your way. That a door is opening, an encounter is happening, a meeting is being arranged, a door is closing, and it's also that time and chance can favor you. That favor is coming upon you, or coming your way. That someone who doesn't even know you, just so time and chance can favor you, is going to stand up for you. And you must make a, make a commitment to God. It is all for your glory, God. It is all for your glory. It is all for your glory. It is all for your glory. It is for the sake of your kingdom. It is to advance the kingdom purposes. Go on. Can you pray that prayer for your heart? It's a life-defining prayer that time and chance will favor you. That the God who controls time and chance will cause it to favor you. Father, we bless you, O God. Father, we fully understand that it's not the fastest runner that, that wins the race, O God. Father, we understand that it's not by power 
and it's not by might, but it's by your spirit. And so we yield ourselves to your spirit for the sake of your kingdom, for the sake of your kingdom, that in everything we do, everything we say, your kingdom might be glorified. We release ourselves as ambassadors of your kingdom, O oh God. And Father, we are asking, O oh God, that you will favor your ambassadors, favor your sons and daughters, Heavenly Father. Oh God, we bless you. Oh God, let that be someone's testimony, oh God. That time and chance favored them, oh God. I speak over your life, even tonight. And I declare that time and chance will favor you for the sake of the kingdom. I declare over someone's life that a door that you didn't even see opens unto you. I declare over someone's life that there is a change in those circumstances because time and chance is favoring you. That someone who doesn't know you, you are not even there, will stand up for you, will declare your case because they are moved by the Spirit of God. I declare that time and chance favors you for the sake of the kingdom because you are an ambassador of the kingdom. I declare that time and chance works in your favor. Father, that, that our Father is raising up defenders for you in places where you, where you don't even know that there are people who will be moved by the Spirit to, to, to do what God would have them do for you. I ask that for the sake of the kingdom alone, that uncommon favor comes upon you because you have declared yourself an ambassador for the kingdom. And I declare that that, that favor also stops the works of the enemy for the sake of the kingdom. Father, let that be your daughter's portion. Let that be your son's portion. In the name of Jesus, Father, we bless you. We give you all the praise and all the glory. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We worship you. We exalt you. Now, I know most of you are at home, but wherever you are, give God a clap offering if you know that tonight has changed your life. Give God a clap offering. Hallelujah. Amen. The nature of prayer, as Jesus taught us in Luke's Gospel, the 18th chapter, is that we keep persevering in prayer. So we have just an hour together, but take the prayer points home and in your secret place, do some, do some spiritual transactions with the creator of the ends of the earth concerning your life. And he that hears you in secret gives us a guarantee that he will reward you openly. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.